everyone, and welcome to another episode of Access Ability. It's a show on YouTube where I talk about the video game industry, and talk about how we can get more people able to play games, and more people able to see themselves in games. If I told you right now, picture a video game difficulty screen, you're probably picturing three difficulty modes, they're all presets. You've got easy, normal, hard, Maybe you've got a fourth one that's very hard that's called something like Inferno Toxicity, you know, something really scary to go, ooh, you're good at games. If your game has difficulty modes at all, that's probably what you're getting. You're probably getting something like that. And what if I told you there was a better way we could be doing video game difficulty? One that not only makes it so that players like myself who have disabilities can play the game more easily without taking away the challenge of the sections that we're actually okay at? and make the games more difficult for people who want, you know, the top-end challenge. Customizable difficulty is already a thing in some games, and it needs to be a thing in more of them. In video games with traditional difficulty settings, typically those settings will be acting as shorthand for a variety of tweaks, made behind the scenes to how the game is played. The number of enemies spawned, the types of enemies encountered, the amount of health the player has, the amount of damage enemies inflict, difficulty of puzzles, and even the level of invincibility a player has after being hit, are all examples of sliders that game developers are moving up and down to preset values when creating a difficulty mode for a game. Usually, these are not customizable individuals individually, only as a set. If you decide to play a game on hard mode, and can handle all of the combat just fine, but maybe find that platforming or puzzle sections are just a little too hard for you to keep up with comfortably, you'll have to switch the game to normal mode, and in the process you'll make the combat that you were managing okay with now too easy. Difficulty comes as a package deal, and that comes with a whole host of drawbacks. For players with disabilities that make it difficult for them to do things like repeated button presses or fast response quick time events, having to turn a game to easy just to get more time to, you know, slow down those events can make the bulk of the game far too easy. It robs players of the choice to simply take the aspect of the game they're struggling with and make that easier, while still being allowed to challenge themselves in the areas that they can manage. So, if pre-built difficulty modes are not the solution, Let's look at some games that do offer good customizable difficulty, and the ways they're making games more accessible to more players. When 2D platforming adventure game Celeste released back in January 2018, a lot of discussion focused on the ways the game handled difficulty. Celeste is a mechanically challenging puzzle platformer, with a story all about overcoming extremely difficult situations placed in front of you. While the game only featured one difficulty mode, players could make aspects of the game easier on the fly in the options menu. You can alter the speed the game runs at in small increments to give yourself slightly more time to react. You can give yourself extra dashes in mid-air or make yourself briefly invincible. If there's a section of the game you can't seem to get past, these tweaks are incremental. You don't have to commit to them for the whole game, and you can just pick and choose which of them you need, and for how long. Celeste as a game never judges you for making use of its accessibility features, and doesn't make you feel bad for using them. You still overcame this challenge, and you should still be proud. On the other end of the scale, Dragon Quest XI is another game that only has one default difficulty, but instead of making the game easier in incremental ways, allows players who want more challenge to optionally layer that onto the experience in the ways that make sense for them. As a default, Dragon Quest XI is one of the easier games in the Dragon Quest series. However, 
When you first start playing, the game offers you a series of draconian difficulty settings, that's their word, not mine, that tailor the ways in which the game could be more challenging. You can tell the game not to let you flee battles, to stop you from purchasing items in shops, prevent you from wearing armour, give you less experience for defeating weak enemies, make enemies more challenging, or even apply random debuffs to the player just when you're not expecting them. While these difficulty options do allow players to tailor the kind of challenge they want from the game, one area where it does fail to live up to Celeste is that you have to decide what difficulty modes you want up front and commit to them. You can turn these challenging extra difficulties off mid-game, if things get too tough, but you can't turn them on if things are too easy. For customizable difficulty to really work, players need to be able to raise and lower their level of challenge as the adventure unfolds, particularly in lengthy JRPGs like Dragon Quest XI. There's no point in letting people have the ability to change their difficulty if 10 hours in they realise, oh, this could be a bit more difficult, and have to restart the game to up that difficulty. However, possibly the best possible example of a game allowing for customizable difficulty is Dishonored 2, which not only lets you customise a wide variety of difficulty options up front, and tweak them later, but also still collect achievements regardless of your customizations. When you start a new playthrough of Dishonored 2, players are shown the usual difficulty selection screen with easy, normal, hard, and very hard modes to pick from. However, once you pick one of these presets, you are shown a much wider variety of difficulty sliders, and where you've been placed on each by your choice of preset. You can then tailor these further, making certain aspects more or less difficult than they would usually be at that preset. The number of difficulty sliders Dishonored 2 gives you access to is quite frankly ludicrous. Here's a quick rundown of the various aspects of the game that you can tweak and tailor independently of each other. The game allows you to decide how many save slots you should have, whether the game should be permadeath, whether time slows down when you access the quick access wheel, what level of enemy perception there is, what level of perception enemies have when you're above them or when you're leaning. It allows you to alter how far sleep darts work, how loud your footsteps are, how persistent guards are when they search for you, how many reinforcements get called if you get caught, how much your health regenerates, how much damage enemies do, how large a group of enemies will attack you at once, how frequently will enemies attack, how accurate are enemies, how brave are enemies, does your mana replenish, how much ammo can you carry, what's your elixir speed, what's your elixir strength, how tenacious are enemy chases, how visible are you in stealth? It's such a list, it's ludicrous. And best of all, all of these customization settings can be altered as much as you want as you progress through your adventure. It combines Celeste's ability to make the game easier when you want, with Dragon Quest XI's ability to add extra challenge to the game, while ensuring that you are never punished for tweaking these numerous settings back and forth. Additionally, I wanted to give a shout out to games such as Spider-Man on the PS4 that, while not as diverse in the number of difficulty selections they have for you, do allow you to change certain settings to make the game easier in ways that are known to help people with disabilities. The game allows players to turn off button mashing events and make them held buttons instead, turn off timers for quick time events, and allows players to entirely skip puzzles without penalty. More developers should let players opt out of parts of games they may not personally be able to handle, and still play the rest of the game at the difficulty mode they want. I certainly don't expect difficulty customization, specifically to the degree of something like Dishonored 2, to become commonplace overnight. I know that it's more difficult for developers to create, it's a lot of extra work, and I know that it's not a standard in the industry right now. However, I hope that by talking about this, and continuing to talk about this, more developers will see how good an idea this is and how many people it helps, 
And over time it might become more of a commonplace thing to see, and I really hope we breach that world someday. Disability access requirements are varied, and there's a whole host of different things that one player might find difficult. If we can reach a world where a player doesn't have to turn down the difficulty of every part of a game just because one part is difficult for them, more games are going to be more fun for more people. And that seems like universally a good thing we should be working towards. 